What's up, everybody? Ryan, ATX Metal Podcast, back with another episode. First, I have to tell you, this getting old thing is really starting to affect my mental capacity and ability to just stay on track. Uh, Life happened, and I let this episode slip past its due date by one week. Uh, I sat down with Eric of Scoundrel, a metalcore band out of Fresno, California, and my boy Taylor Anderson of Titan Audio. He also joined me on the line as well. Uh, I found Scoundrel on a Spotify playlist, as you know one does these days, and hit him up on Instagram to set something up. Uh, I was out on a run or something, and I was jamming one of their latest singles, Ides of March, which we talk about in the interview, um, and which you'll also hear a little bit of on the intro and uh, I just went down the rabbit hole of their discography and I gotta tell you it is just chock full of really really solid ass music and it's also on the heavy side so you know we had to get we had to get to a little chat with them so uh, we talked about everything from Cali Bud to food to AI art generation and even got some tips from Taylor about live sound do's and don'ts Uh, To the guys in the band, I am terribly sorry for the delay, but I am sure we will cross paths again next time that y'all come out to Texas. Speaking of Texas, shout out to all the sponsors. Come and take it live. Come and take it productions. Uh, Head over to the websites. Check out the calendar for all the upcoming shows to see if there's anything that piques your interest. Um, As always, support your local bands and buy the tickets directly from them as that money goes directly back into their pocket and helps them get back on more shows in the future Uh, i would also like to announce and welcome to the sponsorship live read texas metal united Uh, if you dig metal which i know you do obviously uh, texas metal united is a vital source to the texas metal community if you are a venue or a band looking to get your shows promoted or your music uh, send them a message and tell them that the podcast sent you because you know, that's how we're going to support each other around here. You got it. You got to let it, everybody know that, you know, shit's going off. So again, send it to me, Texas Metal United, and we will do our best to get your stuff out there around the socials. So let's go ahead and jump into the interview. Here is Scoundrel. What's up, everybody? Ryan, ATX Metal Podcast, back again with another spicy episode. Today, we got Eric of Scoundrel out of Fresno, California, and and special guest, Taylor Anderson on the mic. Say hey, Taylor. Let them know you're here. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> what about it? Is that all I got? That's, not, that's all you got. That's good enough. It's good enough. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not exactly sure, Eric, how I came across Scoundrel, but it seems that either it was from a Spotify algorithm or an Instagram post because I kind of went back in the weeds and through the emails and the conversation was something like, Hey, thanks for commenting or some, I think it started on Instagram, but I'm pretty sure it was the way of Spotify that led me to you guys, which is great because I typically start out listening to local bands and then just kind of see where the algorithm takes me to help me find, you know, new bands to me and i gotta say y'all's music even since you guys were established in in uh 2018 and you guys claim to be metalcore i hear so much just so much built in i mean like there's new metal there's progressive i mean it's got a little bit of everything for everybody so if you can just uh introduce yourself what you do in the band and then like a brief bio about scoundrel and then we'll just kind of go from there yeah for sure um yeah, so my name is Eric. Um, I play guitar for Scoundrel and I write all of the uh, the instrumentals for the band. Um, Cody, our vocalist, does the lyrics and stuff like that. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty much the main songwriter for the band. And um, pretty much, yeah, we've, we've been around since since 2018. Just, uh, you know, a few guys we got together and just wanted to 
to do some stuff. You know, Stefan is the one who brought us all together. And uh, yeah, we're pretty much we want to do this for a living, you know, and so we're trying our hardest to 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 do that. You know, we want to we want to produce a unique sound, a unique sound. You know, we do kind of label ourselves as metalcore, but that's just kind of like a blanket term that people can easily like grasp onto. But then once they listen to it, like you said, you realize there's more to it than that. Um, cause we all have, you know, a bunch of different influences and stuff. So yeah, that's, that's us, man. We're just out here trying to do our thing. Well, I can say that it definitely kind of like perked my ears because typically what I'll do is I'll listen to the discography maybe a day or two before the interview, just to kind of get a, get a full, you know, full consumption of, of what is, you know, that band sound. And I typically go for a run and I got to say, man, there was some moments where I, I had to like stop and get my phone out and look, be like, am I still listening to the same band? Holy shit. Okay. Because, you know, with some bands and this isn't like a swipe at, you know, bands in general, because typically if you, if you're a hardcore band, then you have the beat down the two-step and the China and all that fun stuff. Or if you're a progressive band, you got all the Weedly Deedlies and this, that, and the other. But like, I was picking up a lot of, and this is just for me, I was picking up a lot of like mid to late 2000s vibes. I mean, it just, it just, it kind of hit me because I mean, I'm 39. So that's definitely like in my <laughs> target demographic age range of music that I like. So, um, I just, I, I get, I really don't even know where I'm going with this, but outside of the fact that it, it's not the same song, every song, I mean, there's hints of, you know, this genre and that genre, but it definitely is a lot of ear candy. So how do you guys go about, I guess, you know, formulating a song? Does it start with a riff or is it just, you know, Hey, I got this idea. Like, how's it work for you guys? Yeah. Um, so when, again, cause I'm the main songwriter here. So I just have, I just sit down and I write stuff and I like, kind of like, it starts with riffs and then I kind of build from there. And then, uh, and then I introduce it to the guys and they're just like, yeah, like, you know, they like it. And, you know, we may rearrange some parts or like, you know, um, when I write the drums, I write them very basic. So Chris, our drummer will go through and like, you know, iron it out and do things that he would, you know, that he would do. So yeah, it's pretty much just like that. I started out writing basically like riff salad and then I ended up like, you know, kind of uh, honing it in and, and making sure that the songs sound cohesive and they don't just sound like riff salad. You know, what I mean? <laughs> have you guys heard the term riff salad? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Taylor. Taylor's been a musician for a long, long time. So he definitely uh, he definitely understands riff salad. <laughs> Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so yeah, again, just, just in the attempts to make it all sound cohesive and not just a bunch of like cool ass riffs that I think are super dope. And I just want to smash them together, you know, and then um, it's fun. Yeah. It definitely, it is fun. It is fun. But, um, it's, I've come to kind of realize that like, who, who am I writing the music for? I mean, obviously it's for me and like the band and stuff, but like this stuff I think sounds cool, but I also have to realize that we're trying to do this for a living. So I have to like appeal, you know, so it's it's kind of like about finding like the balance, you know. So what so one could say, as you guys quoted, are the riffs fueled by brews, brujas, and blunts? <laughs> I read that. I read that, and I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta get more. What 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 is that about? It's alliteration. That's pretty much it. It's just it's funny, but uh, no. Uh, I was about to go off on a whole thing. Yeah, it's about go for it, man. It's definitely influenced by brews, man. We get we drink and we just fucking write riffs and we smoke blunts and like that just fuels our creativity. And the brujas, man, the brujas are like those women in our lives that has fucked us over. So that's where we get you know our lyrical inspiration from. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's literally just like it's just funny because yeah, we you know we all we all have our vices, you know. We, we, we like to drink. I mean, some of us do, uh, we all smoke hella fat and, um, brujas is just, it's just kind of like a witchy theme, like with the band. So again, it's alliteration brews, brujas and blunts. It's easy to say. It's like, it catches your ear. It's like, I just, you know. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, it definitely catches your ear and your eyes when you're, you're like brews, brujas and blunts. Okay. Like, damn. I need to know a little, <laughs> more, a little more about that. So. All right, since we're on, since we're uh, we're, we're recording this just after the national holiday for uh, marijuana, uh, what, <laughs> yeah. 
what what was your uh, what was your guys 420 celebration if any uh well so i was technically working that day i think all of us were so it was, it was kind of like whatever but i went to a dispensary and picked up some things and just you know continued on my day like i normally do like i like i we smoke every day so it's like 420 is fun and it's, it's cool because you get like you know like the discounts and deals and shit for the holiday quote quote holiday but as far as like celebrating it's just it just feels like another day <laughs> for all of us in non-legal states we're all just like That's yeah. right. let's fucking rage and then for everybody else like you it's just like man eh, you know it's just another tuesday guys there was a sale <laughs> there, was, <laughs> there was a sale on delta eight and cbd oh my <laughs> yeah um, uh, i ended up getting uh some like a, an eighth and like a, a g a gram for like a dollar each because of the sale bananas Oof, that is that is a fire sale for sure um, yeah question since it's legal in california and has been for a long time i've always been under the under you know i wasn't a uh I wasn't an avid smoker until like my early to mid thirties, just because I was in the military. So, and I guess at the same time, just weed wasn't my thing, but then I like discovered it quote unquote, literally by doing this podcast and then just went off the rails. And, you know, I remember my former co-host Chris, he's like, dude, if you want to know about music, just get high as fuck, go in the shower and just let it ride. And I'm like, okay. So I just started doing that. And man, I have heard some of some notes, some cool shit in the background that I've never experienced before. Then I started smoking before I go on runs. I'm not saying that was the best option, but it definitely, <laughs> it, <laughs> it definitely led me down some roads and some paths that uh, my brain wasn't ready for. But when it comes to like employment, do do the employers there, do they even give a shit about that? They don't. Um, at least, yeah, as far what I've realized, like they don't care as long as obviously you're not doing it at, on the job. Right. They'll test, for, they'll test for other things like cocaine and like meth and like the harder shit. Right. But because, yeah, because it's a legal state, like everybody's going to, you know, come up positive for marijuana basically. So that's gonna, it's going to, it's going to really like limit their employee pool if they actually really care about it. Some, some places do obviously like if you're like an EMT or a cop or something, you know, but that's, that's the yeah, one thing the that part. I, that's, that's the one thing that I think is kind of shitty is I feel like testing for weed these days is almost a barrier to employment. They're like, we got all these jobs and no one wants to take them. It's like, cause half of them are going to piss hot for, for, for weed. So, you know, just let the people do what they want to do, you know, outside of the hard drugs, like Jesus. But, uh, yeah, funny, my wife, she's a bartender and the beer, yeah, the beer distributor, I guess, got taken over and they piss tested everybody and lost like, I think she said like 70 or 80% of the employees. Uh, is, is that what happened? Yeah, it was uh it was ca I believe it was Capital Brewing. Capital. Yeah. Yeah, and did you guys have problems that come and take it with like deliveries? Dude, it, like every every bar I've been to or venue has had issues with that. And so like everyone like even SABG like it's all around town. Okay, yes. Yeah. So Eric, we have this obviously, you know, everybody has the brew dispensaries. There's like Brown, Capital, there's a couple others. And 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 I remember going to my wife's bar and I was standing there when one of the owners was talking to one of the reps and she's like, I've got 13 kegs and no fucking deliveries in six weeks. And she's like, what's the deal? And then that's when I was like, damn, that is kind of odd. Like, why? Why that? So it just. Ah, oh, man, frustrates me. Come on, Texas. You got all this fucking land out here. Just pull the trigger, make it legal, tax the shit out of it. Then you can fund your fucking border wall. Let's go. <laughs> but. Anyway, sorry. That was a little, little tangent there. My yeah. bad. <laughs> Small. Small tangent. Uh, speaking of Texas, you guys got uh, got a little tour coming up. Yes? Yeah, we're uh, we're going uh, in June. So like mid or like mid to like early June. We're, um, we're starting a tour, nine day tour from the 11th to the 19th. 
Um, three of those dates are in Texas. Um, the 15th, the 16th, and the 17th will be in El Paso, then Corpus Christi, and San Antonio. Yeah, you guys are going to be um, at the, I got it written now, you got Rock House in El Paso on the 15th, and mm-hmm. then Clarkwood Beer Garden in Corpus on the 16th. And then the Starlight in San Antonio on the 17th. Uh, have you guys ever been to Texas? I personally have never been to Texas. Um, so this is going to be my first taste of it. Just super exciting. I've been to Nevada and like New Mexico. But like, yeah, never, never that far. Do you like barbecue? Uh, I do. I don't really eat it that much because it's, it's, I'm kind of picky about it. You know what I mean? So like, if it's good then like, yeah, I'll eat it. But a lot of times it's not that good around here, especially. So like, I'm, that's one of the things I'm a big foodie. So like, I'm definitely looking forward to go, uh, eating some like straight up Texas barbecue. Cause like that shit just always looks so like juicy and like fall off the bone and just like so tender and like saucy. I'm just like, man, I'm going to gain a few pounds, hopefully. <laughs> well, I can, Taylor and I can tell you that if you don't hit any barbecue spots. That's almost blasphemy if you to- if you tour through Texas. <laughs> oh, 100%. So you're a foodie. So what's your what's like your go to? Like you're like, man, I'm going to go to this spot and get this. What what's your what is what is what is on Eric's plate? Oh, okay. Well, uh my girlfriend and I just like to go to all kinds of different places, but we really love going out for sushi. Um and I, I just make steaks at my house um, and I'll like even cut them myself, you know, and get get like a good chunk of meat and like make my own steaks and just cook that. I've gone out for steaks and I've just been disappointed. So I just perfected it at the house and just, you know, make it perfect every single time. But yeah, we like to try a bunch of different stuff. We like to go like there's a Peruvian spot here um, in Fresno that we go to. It's super good. Um, we've gone to... Uh, like a Persian place that they have here too. It's interesting, like Ethiopian food and what else? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they, uh, we pretty much just eat anything, but yeah, mostly sushi and steak. And, uh, yeah. Now is that, are you, do you live in Fresno? Yeah, I do. Okay. So all, all of those are available to you around that area. Yep. Yeah. And occasionally we'll go to SAC, um, and, and try like this, like hot pot place. Um, Cause they have one here in Fresno, but it's definitely not as good. And when we go up to SAC, they like, they treat us hella well. <clears throat> so it's always a, a good time out there. And I'm assuming for those uneducated SAC is Sacramento. Sacramento. It, 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 yeah. It took me a second. <laughs> I spent, I spent a, I spent a limited amount of time, uh, down in, so, uh, down in SoCal. I was in, uh, Vista and like San Diego and spent like the holiday. Well, I'll just, I'll leave that story for another episode, but I, uh, met someone online on hotornot.com. I got catfished, but I decided to say fuck Hell it and yeah. just stayed and partied anyway up in uh, Glendale. So, uh, we'll, we'll just, we'll just leave that. We'll just leave that one there. Um, yeah. I'm in. <laughs> now everybody's like, well, what was the story, Ryan? Just like, no, we're gonna let that one live. So. Um, have any, have any of the other guys, uh, any of the other band members tour through Texas and has it, I, I guess two questions. Has it always, have you guys always been in scoundrel? Like, is this your first project or, or is there like others and have they also been uh, out on tour before? Okay. So, um, this is my, technically my second band. My first band didn't really do so well. Um, so this is like, yeah, it's my second project and I've never obviously toward to Texas. Stefan, who is like the dad of the band, he's been in um, a couple of other bands and they've gone on tour, but I don't know if he's ever been to Texas or not. Uh, he was in a band like 10 years ago or something like that. Um, and so I know that they had done some stuff. Um, our drummer, I think he's, he was in a, one or two other projects before, but they, they stayed local. And our vocalist Cody, he was in previous projects as well. Um, but again, I think they they stayed more local. I don't know if they've ever toured or not. I could be wrong, but I, I wish they were here to to say something. <clears throat> but um, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think I don't think the rest of them have really gone gone out. Okay, so this is basically kind of you know the first run as a collective 
to kind of, you know, see how it all goes. Oh, huh? you know what? I'm lying. Back in 2020, we we did go on a little tour. We went to like Vegas and um Arizona. Um as 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 scoundrel. Uh but Cody actually wasn't in the band at that time. So this will be the first time of like all of us going out together with Cody as a frontman. And so like, and this is as cohesive as it sounded, you know, in all the years that we've been scoundrel, all the five years, but Cody's been with us the longest. So it's like, it's, this is a real scoundrel finally going out on tour for the first time. Oh, okay. I got, okay. Yeah. I'm reading right here. Yeah. Um, let's see. Scoundrel unveiled their debut EP dead June, 2021, which featured four new brand new tracks with their new vocalist Cody. So he's been around for a couple years, huh? Yeah, he's been around, yeah, for about two years or so. Okay. And so you guys are really going to be promoting the Ides of March, which is your latest release, correct? Correct, yeah. Um, we have a new single that's going to be coming out pretty soon as well, and that and we're going to play that on every single date of the of the tour as well. Any, uh, any, is, is there, can, we get a, can we get an exclusive? What's the name of it? Uh, the name of it is Skinwalker. Ooh, okay, Skinwalker. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just say it's a short, it's like, it's like two and a half. Uh, I think it's around three minutes. That's, it's not that short, but it's just a banger of a song. It's just one of those like super high energy songs. It's, it's different from what we've, what we've put out before <clears throat> as far as like technicality, it's definitely not as technical, but it's just one of those ones that you just feel like all the way through. Oh, nice. Cause I would, Aggressive. does it, does it tie in with the Ides of March? Uh, no, it doesn't. It's just another Ides of March is like a storytelling kind of song. And, and I, uh, Skinwalker is, um, not so much storytelling as, um, more like, well, I guess it's kind of storytelling, but it's, it's just, it's just got like a more, it's not as, uh, not of a, God, I can't even talk. It's (laughs) Ides of March is like kind of more finessed in that way where it's like, it's like a full story. Um, Skinwalker is just more, more in your face, you know, all, all around. I got you. I got you. So for those, uh, listening, Ides of March, uh, just off reading off the Spotify, uh, description here says a colossal fast paced, well, and screensaver. Nope. A colossal fast paced (laughs) crushing track depicting the story of a man in a millennia long battle for land against terrifying giants. The track features intricate yet catchy guitar riffs. Tremendous breakdowns, a ripping guitar solo, head bobbing rhythms, and aggressive screaming vocals accompanied by soaring singable choruses. So you guys decided to do just like a one-off story? Like, is there going to be, because, you know, like some bands, they have like a background where it's this whole like episodic kind of thing. And one song leads to the next. Was this just like a one-off kind of story that you guys wanted to tell? And, uh, or, or does it, is that going to lead to more kind of storytelling? So the way that Cody writes, um, they're all, they're all pretty kind of storytelling, but this one is just one that we wanted to really just highlight. So this is, it is, it's, it is just like a one-off thing where it's like, this is a super cool epic story. Um, and we wanted to highlight it, you know, with, you know, for that, for that purpose. But yeah, there, I don't think we're planning on doing anything where we're going to tie this song into the next one or anything like that, even though that is a super cool idea. We, we've we've talked about doing, you know, concept, a concept project, you know what I mean? Where yes, everything that's, ties. That's together. what I was looking for. Concept. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no worries. <clears throat> and because one of my favorite bands, uh, Knocked Loose, did something with their latest release, A Tear in the Fabric of Life. And oh my God, listening to that thing all the way through and realizing that it's a whole ass story. And they put out a um, an animated video for the entire EP. It's like a 22 minute long video. And it's just every song back to back in this video animated. And it's just like, it's a, it's an amazing thing. And I want really want to do something like that. Like take an idea and we all just sit on it and we can even help like write lyrics and stuff like that and make, make sure that the, the music fits that theme and like the, the energy and like the vibe that, that, that the, the main story that we're trying to tell, you know, that's, that's definitely like future scoundrel when, when we're able to all sit down and collaborate on it in that, in that kind of way, I think that's just going to really like push us at all as musicians and then like really just show what, show everybody else what what we're capable of and you know we're not just you know some other metal band we really like i said we're trying to do all this we're trying to do this for a living and so we gotta we gotta really just do it and this is this is stuff that 
I think will just take us to the next level. I can speaking just for myself, I I was never really into concepts, but then once I started to kind of peek behind the curtain, it definitely it definitely adds another layer of the versatility of a band that they can not only take an idea and then turn it into a song and then turn it into a story and then turn it into, you know, like this epilogue of 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 storytelling. So my, I'm curious, um, as far as Ides of March, the millennia long battle for land, is it like, like men versus giants or the giants like from another place? Or I guess, can you just explain more like what is this battle and why? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm trying to remember the things because again, Co- Cody wrote all this stuff. And I don't think that I think he's just something that he made up. I don't believe that it's like um, based off of anything. Ah. Um, But but basically, it's like, you know, he it's like a um, a man. It's it's man against giants. So, um, yeah, because I was thinking, like, do the giants represent like a thing like, you know, corporate America or whatever? Gotcha. No, no, I think I don't think it, there's really anything under the surface other than like it's just really cool imagery. Okay. And the way that, the way that he um you know tells the story, it's it's very you can it's very descriptive, so you can like you can see things as they're happening, you know. And um, he's really big into like Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. So like the big like epic kind of like feeling like movies and like stories like stuff like that. He he's really into. So I think that may be kind of like where some of the inspiration was with this song, because it is it is very epic um, lyrically, you know, 20 feet tall and hungry for you and I. That's just like that's that's like a crazy like opening line. Like it's like the, the imagery is there. You know what I mean? And then it just it just continues, continues like that. So, yeah. And if if you if uh, if anybody's curious, go check out if you go to like I'm looking on Spotify right now, uh, the the. The cover, the cover picture is this towering thing, this towering giant that looks like he's got the eye of Sauron right in his face with like this huge, maybe it's like a moon with this silhouette and like the earth or the, the land beneath is like scorched earth. And there's like this tower behind it. Do you know who did the, who did the artwork for that? Cause it, it's pretty fucking rad. Thanks. Um, so this is how, this is how this came, came to be. Um, we have been working with AI art. So we, me and Stefan mainly have been coming up with prompts to, to input into these uh, AI art generators and um they're spitting out a whole bunch of we actually have a, a tiktok that i made where um i have like all the iterations of this artwork in like a compilation back back to back so you can see it, like how it evolved but anyway um so we we came to one where it you know one idea um that kind of looked like what you see now and then we're able to like refine it so we hired somebody to take the image that we have and kind of refine it a little bit more with like a, a um a strong or more powerful AI art generator. Like, you know, there's some that, that are free and there's some that you pay for. And the ones that you pay for are the ones that give you like higher quality. And like, you can add more words to your prompt to get it kind of chiseled the way that you want. Um, and so we finally ended up coming, coming to this one where it's like, it's, it fits the theme, you know, and you, if you listen to lyrics, you know, it's about a giant. And another thing is that red at the bottom of the, at, near the giant's feet. Um, this is kind of where I was telling you, you know, we want to move forward with like a concept. Um, this came about kind of accidentally. So, but, but we're going to make it. So it's like, if you look at the very bottom where the, the giant's feet are, it's red. And if you look at the dead EP, it's got kind of like a very similar kind of look to it. Um, and so ah. with our next, re- with our next release skinwalker, it's going to fit that red forest theme as well so these three uh art, artworks are going to tie in together spoiler alert just don't tell anybody i i, I won't <laughs> secret <secret-y> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so so yeah um well i've kind of forgot what i was getting at but yeah i think just with with that song it's just more of like listening to the lyrics and and letting the imagery that cody paints for you with with his words like kind of take over and like let that you know see that in your mind's eye and then when you see the cover like you see oh wow this is 
pretty cool, you know, very fitting. It it, def, it definitely does fit. Um, I actually just had a conversation. I interviewed a band here locally called The Bottomless, and we talked about AI generating music. And and I think we touched on art. I'm not I can't remember if it was art, but definitely we talked about music. Um, so I think it's really cool that you guys are utilizing the technology that's out there, not to produce the content 100%, but to kind of get you over the hump. You know what I mean? And then, and then you hand it off to someone to like fine tune it. So do you, in your personal opinion, do you think that's maybe the way that you guys will go for artwork down the road? Or I guess maybe again, just in your personal opinion, like the, the scene, the music scene in general. Um, I think we, yeah, I don't know. We haven't really talked about it, but I think for me, like once we actually start like making money and like, you know, stuff like that, I would definitely want to pay somebody to make, to make our artwork and not just, you know, do, do it. AI It's kind of like the easy way out. It's super cool. Yeah. But like, I would really love to support somebody as well. You know what I mean? If, if we're eating, like I want to feed other people. So nice. like, I know, you know, I want to, you know, reach out to like super cool artists and be like, Hey, can you commission a piece for our band? Like, you know, and then I, I think just, it'll kind of give us like, it'll make people see, cause everybody's doing AI artwork now, you know? <clears throat> so it'll just, I think just add like a little bit more of like, a, Oh, these guys aren't really necessarily following it like that. You know, like they're still out here trying to support people. You know, I think, I think that's commendable because I mean, here at the podcast, it's always support local at any costs. Well, not at any cost, but I mean, do, do, if you can get something done locally, put that money back into the local scene and then help promote and help elevate because, you know, what's the saying? All tides raise all ships or something. High tides raise. I high tides, right? Yeah. Yeah. High tides, high tides raise, raise all, all ships. ships. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of the, that's kind of the theme that I've been riding with for a long time. but. Yeah, I think I think AI is going to be a game changer for, I mean, a lot of stuff. I mean, point in case, I want to start my own company, and I was like, man, I need a, I need a business plan, and so I just went into Chat GPT and I said, uh, business plan for pool cleaning, new pool cleaning company, and I just watched it just, I mean, and it spit out this ridiculously good <laughs> business plan. And I shared it with a friend of mine. They're like, damn, you did a good job on this. I was like, no, 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 no. All I did was type a prompt. And I mean, yeah, there was some things that I needed to change in there, but about 90, 90 to 95% of it was spot on. But I feel like it's just grabbing everything and anything from, you know, the internet and is like, okay, here's your business plan. Like what's already been done. Basically, yeah, it it just it's going, you know, because like they talk about how AI has built in systemic racism and misogyny and stuff. And it's like, it's true. Yeah, because I mean, it's just taking, you know, information that's out there. Uh, Like one of the things was, I can't remember what article or, or what I was reading, but they basically let AI loose on on the on Twitter. And within like four hours, it was talking about Hitler and you know, all kinds of other wild <laughs> shit. And they were like, yeah, we got to take this down. So <laughs> uh, it's loose. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh God, here comes Skynet. Wah, wah. God damn. Uh, one day, one day. But I do feel, I do feel like <laughs> AI is going to do some good things. I mean, it's, it already is, but it's also doing, hopefully shit. It's also doing a lot of damage uh, in other various realms, but. Anyway, speaking of damage, gotta work uh, the kinks out. Yeah, there's a lot of kinks to work out. <laughs> um, speaking of damage, damaged is actually one of my favorite songs out of y'all's discography because it was. Uh, I think it's here they lie, damaged, and then Ides of March. Those are the three that I marked as you know, build me something off of that. Uh, can you can you speak to how damaged was written? Because I dude, I really it's kind of it's different to me. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'd mentioned before I was in a band previously, um, they were called here they lie. And so that band, it just didn't really get too much traction. It kind of just ended up falling apart, but all of these songs I had written for the band, I didn't want them to go to waste. So all of the songs 
um, pretty much every scoundrel song was a here they lie song at at one point oh. and but you know i've just refined it to to fit the scoundrel sound but basically damage is one of those songs that was from here they lie and it initially wasn't played with like the synthy pianos and stuff it was um it was just all guitar me and uh, my other guitarist wrote that song and i don't i mean it, it's meant to be like an in your feels kind of song obviously and it's um kind of like a shorter song as well so it's just kind of like straight to the point but like um writing that one was interesting um just because that main riff that dead and did it is um i think i was trying to go for like a tool vibe when i was writing that i was like it just sounds kind of a little bit like it's just unique you know yeah and uh, i that's probably one of my like one of my favorite riffs that i've ever written because it's like whoa where's this going when you're listening to it you know and it's kind of like a little bit of a run-on sentence and i like write writing riffs like that as well um but then once once i once i introduced that song to scoundrel um, we were having issues kind of ha- getting like another guitarist who was like really reliable. So I was just like, fuck it. Let's just do synthesizers and like p- p- pianos and stuff for for damaged instead of having like a second guitarist, like on a backtrack or whatever. And so I, I converted the the clean guitar parts to synths and um, the song. That's 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 the song. <laughs> Taylor, you got anything on that? You like you write music and shit, right? Yeah, I mean, it kind of sounds like we have similar approaches. I was going to ask, like, so as far as, like, writing the songs and, like, recording, do you just, like, do you flesh out the song and do you mix it or do you send it off to someone to mix? And how's that How's that all go down? Um, so I will record all the demos here at my place. And then um, we go to a studio um or so i think for for the dead ep i actually tracked everything here at my house so i recorded all the dry stuff here and then sent it off to get mixed and mastered um and that's including like the synth tracks and stuff like that like i'll i'll write them in um using my like my plugins on reaper or whatever that's the DAW i use i use reaper and then bounce it out and then just have them you know, mix that or whatever send all the all the tracks to, to be mixed Let's talk gear for a minute because like I said y'all y'all's music is so in, it's interesting and it's and it's so all over the place but it's cohesive in the same unit like what what do you guys run Um I have a let's see I use a Schecter um Demon 7 um it's I've had that guitar for for years it's my baby Um I use that and then I go into a precision drive um overdrive slash um noise gate pedal <clears throat> and then into an eq pedal where i just kind of like roll off some of the lows because the guitar is kind of nasally and so like that that sound like i don't really want that nasally kind of sound so i roll off some of like the low end and that kind of helps um with that nasally kind of boominess and then i have a um a line six helix that i that i built a tone on or um and that's and that i run that into a pv valve king and i just run it through the effects loop so it's just getting straight power and then it's just coming out of a marshall 4 by 12 and that's that's my live sound yeah recording wise like cody fuentes um from spite i don't know if you guys have heard of spite um he's there right what (laughs) how dare you that was one of that was one of the bands that actually got me into the heavier into the heavier i they came to come and take it in austin texas and i had heard their music previously but i'm the type of guy where i'll hear it oh that sounds nasty or oh that catches you know this out or the other but then i'll want to see it live to kind of like you know, bridge that gap. Cause if you can, if you can hit 85 to 90% of what is produced, you know, on the internet, you know, whatever you guys build for, for audio listening, but then if you can nail it, you know, pretty close with a live set, plus like some high energy that then, then I'm going to the merch table. Like that's, that's, that's my Avenue. Um, so yeah. uh, And also Taylor, um, I don't know anything about what he just said, so you're just gonna have to like educate me later, okay? <laughs> Wait, he's just he's running like an overdrive pedal uh, into the to the EQ into the Helix, and then he's in the Valve King as a power amp. 
and it was and then using the cab live but you could also you could also split it out to have like the cab go to the front of house so you don't have to mic and worry if the front of house guy knows what he's doing so man definitely have there's a lot of shit you could do <laughs> eric you ever Same, got, you, you ever have a show where you're where where the sound guy is just not crushing it and you want to have words with him or her um yeah and it's it's mainly at obviously like the diy kind of shows where like it's just it's just like oh come on like you guys don't have what we need so we're gonna have to like strip it down we've had to do that before um because we only have one guitarist and obviously it's just me and so like we need that other guitar so we have it on a backtrack and we also have like you know the synths and stuff like for damage whenever we play that song um but we had to play a show recently where they didn't have any of that. And it was like made to, be, they made us believe that they had something that can, you know, run our tracks and we get there and it's like, you're not, you guys aren't even capable of this. So we had to do a stripped down version of our set, which was not a terrible thing. It wasn't that bad. It sounded really fucking dope actually, but it's just more like, like deliver what you say you're going to deliver. You know what I mean? You guys don't even have subs. <laughs> <laughs> What kind of shit is this? You ain't got no subs. How am I supposed to? How am I supposed to have a fucking beatdown section? Taylor, what's some uh, as a as a gentleman that plays but also runs live sound? What 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 are some of the uh, what are some of the I guess from from the front of house sound guy? What are some of the thing like I guess like uh, uh, God, what word am I looking for here? Tips like hey, if you did this, it'll make my life easier. But then. Eric, after he's done, what are some of your, if you had this, it would make my life easier. <laughs> You're doing like front of house versus band. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Let's do, let's do front of house versus band because I, I feel like this is going to get real, going to get real. Uh, okay. So the biggest issues I run into is like when you have like an in-ear rig and then you don't have, like you don't either, you're trying to split too much where you don't have your splits labeled and you don't even have tails. So like I would, yeah, just get a snake, an eight channel snake for like, I think 90 bucks, or you can like build one yourself for 70 and then, then just label what all you're sending to me instead of having one through eight and then having a bunch of random shit. It did. Anyway. (laughs) Does that make any sense to you, Eric? Uh, shit we don't have uh, any rigs like that where we have to run snakes quite yet so it's like a little bit above my head but i still understand what you're saying yeah i'm saying yeah basically just stay organized if you have cables they need to be labeled and not basically right yeah yeah, yeah especially if we're, we're giving you stuff to work with and you're like what the fuck is number seven then oh that is um you know i don't yeah, we're wrong, or they want to like they want to send drums to their split and then come back to you, and you're like, well, that just entirely fucks up my entire patch. So, yeah. On the other end of that, like, honestly, don't really have much as long as I know that you guys, uh, as sound guys, don't like too much stage volume. Is that is that correct? If you're if you're uh, micing up, it has to make sense. So, like, if you have like a quiet vocalist and then you just have like drums and guitars just wailing there's no way you're gonna hear the vocals but like obviously it's just being uh conscious of the the fact that you're a band and you want everyone to be heard and sound like a band and it's like kind of removing your ego to where Uh you're playing together as a unit as opposed to like damn that guitar tone is sick so (laughs) right you know what i mean Mm -hmm. no totally yeah and i i do find myself like like getting in that like mindset where it's like damn i can't hear myself but then i'm like okay maybe it's just i have to like get over that but it's still like if i can't really hear myself then i might fuck up you know so it's like trying to find i I get that too because i'm I'm also a guitar player so like just ask for more in the monitors is what i would say Mm -hmm. but uh it Obviously, if you're in places that can't handle certain things, and like you just kind of have to adjust for yourself. So I would just turn up, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I've had had like, that happen. Or we'd start putting the cab kind of like head level, or at least aiming up towards you is like a good uh-huh. good way to kind of combat that. That's yeah, that's really smart. <laughs> You've heard it here first. Titan Audio, yeah. spitting knowledge. I love it. <laughs> 
don't have the ant blasting at my ass, having it <laughs> blasting at my head. Right. And dude, a lot of people will like, uh, I don't know if we, I, well, if we go too far down this, but let me know. But uh, if it's at your head level, you'll start to hear the tone more and you're not like cranking the highs, which a lot of people mm-hmm. do. And then I'm just, I have to like compensate by just tearing the shit out of the top end. And it's just because they can't hear it because it's like at the back of their knees versus like their actual ears. So, Damn, that's shit. I didn't know. I have a like a, <laughs> I got I'm going to test some shit out today now that you're saying that because. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. See this oh, Taylor. Yeah. See, Taylor, this is why you need to be on the show more so that you so, can to educate people to change shit. So I have to fix it later. <laughs> <laughs> not that not that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, edu- I mean, you know, not to, not talking down on Eric. Yeah, not I'm just saying, like, not shitting on Eric. It sounds like his shit is a. Uh, it sounds like his shit's together, but like, there's some other people. I'm like, God damn, like, what is wrong? I yeah, I appreciate the, any knowledge. Like, I'm not that type of guy who's like, <clears throat> like, I tell me everything, man. I'm trying to learn, you know. So I'm trying not to be the grumpy sound guy either. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel myself going down that path every day. So so i'm the i'm the layman in the group um and and i'll just we'll we'll close out this little uh tangent here on sound so what you're saying taylor is the amp that the guitarist like for example eric he's got it at his knees or like i said at his butt if he were to elevate it to where it was like ear level he would be able to hear himself better on stage is that what we're talking about uh it's more of like you can hear your actual guitar tone versus like you kind of get so high end doesn't really disperse the same as low end. Okay. If that makes sense. So uh, you kind of, you hear all the lows, but then you don't hear the highest. So to compensate, you crank it because you can't, you're not getting the direct sound from the speaker. So, so like if there's like a way, a lot of people have those like weird little stands that they tilt the cab towards their head or like, like if it's like a combo amp, but like when you have a 412, it's kind of hard because you don't want to stack it on top of the head. So it's like if you had like, since you have a Helix, is it a LT or a rack? It's the LT. Okay. So if you had like a rack, you would be able to like sit it on top of a, you know, like a road case and that would be easier. But uh, maybe you can put it on top of like the base amp or something. Mm. It does get a little, it does get a little weird because uh it is a heavy piece of a big equipment, ass. and you're yeah, and you're stacking it up top, and there's potential for shit to go wrong. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if if you could find a way to put it up, like just higher or point it towards you in any way, I think it would definitely help. So mm-hmm. that's definitely going in my mental notebook because I've noticed during shows, like when I listen back at you know like recordings and stuff, like my my tone sounds really harsh. I'm like, what the fuck, man? It sounds cool to me. But <laughs> like, it's also like, yeah, it does does depend on what's capturing it. So if it's off like a phone, it's kind of hard to be like, that's what my tone actually sounds like versus like, that's just the shitty camera on the phone. That's real. Can can vouch for shitty audio on phones. I, I can. <laughs> that was I mean that was part of the whole reason why I asked Taylor to help me out on on live shows is because I kept seeing for the show back when COVID hit and then like slightly after that when like shows were starting to kind of come back you'd see you know people recording on their phones you know Instagram live or whatever and I wanted to like yeah like seeing it is cool but I also want to hear it but it just sounds like just a garbled bunch of mess because you know you're recording on a iphone 8 or you know whatever insert phone here and it's not obviously it's not built for live you know live sound so i asked taylor to come on board and taylor absolutely crushed it i mean he would take we had a four camera setup and he would take sound off the board and then tweak it for like live stream and then after everything was done he would take it home tweak it a little bit more not really changing too much because he wanted it to sound like as close to live as possible but also not just ear shattering mess. And so everything that's on, go ahead. It just allows you to like kind of dig in deeper with like plugins that you couldn't use live. Cause I've been, so I've been digging into doing plugins like for live sound. Yeah. Kind of like the waves and all that kind of shit. If anyone knows what I'm talking about. 
but there's certain stuff you can't use because it's too CPU intensive or it adds latency. So. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Just to <laughs> kind of chime in there on the process. Well, there you have it. Getting a little sneak peek and a little pro tip from Titan Audio. Uh, Nerd shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we get out of here, Eric, I wanted to ask you, give me give me a horror story. I, I, I like to hear these oh shit moments on stage just to like, because I, obviously I'm not a musician and I've had my share of oh fuck moments doing doing like live streams and podcasts. Give me one of like your horror stories from on stage. All right. I tell this story all the time because it's just one of those. <clears throat> it's just one of those. Um, <laughs> yeah. So a few years ago, playing with Scoundrel, we were doing this battle of the bands to go to win, to go to like Germany, right? Battle of Wacken or oh, whatever the fuck you, it's called. You guys tried to go to Wacken? Yeah. Yeah. So we uh, we go to this town and um, it's called uh, Crockett, California. It's kind of like near the Bay Area, like by Oakland, San Francisco kind of area. Really small, really small town. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> the battle was being held there for some reason. So we get there, you know, we're setting up. Everything is all tight. We get ready to play and we start playing and fucking literally the first song Stefan, our bassist, with his wireless rig, runs all the way to my side of the stage, stomps on the power cable of my, at the time it was an, a, a Pod HD 500, which is like another effects pedal, stomps on the power cable, fucking demolishes it, and I have no, no tone. And it was literally the first song, and we're doing a fucking battle of the bands, and I have to fucking deal with this, right? As right the very, very first song comes on my side, Stomps it out, runs back over, doesn't even know what the hell he did. And I'm just like, what the fuck? So I unplug uh, my guitar from the back of the the, the effects, the, you know, the, yeah, the effects pedal and just plug it straight into my amp, which is just a dry ass fucking tone. I had to try to, you know, do something while like literally in the middle of the song. And then I had no like lead tone or anything like that because it was just all straight into my amp. No effects or anything like that. It was I was like, I was so mad. I was so mad. <laughs> I, I that almost sounds intentional. <laughs> it, it it fucking looked intentional. If I didn't, if we weren't in the same band, then like I wouldn't, uh, you know, like come on, My dude, words. like yeah, and like I, he's. He knows this. He knows I piss at him about. It. He always breaks my shit. He's so clumsy. <laughs> he's so clumsy, dude. Um. And so, like, he's broken multiple of my things, and I'm just like, bro, like, maybe stay away from me or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love you, but stay the fuck over there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was that was a big horror story. Because uh, yeah, that show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, were you able to recover in any way? Uh, I was able to recover, but with not with not without it looking like something happened and not without sacrificing my guitar tone. I got you. Yeah, we um, so here in Austin at Come and Take It Live is when we host the is it the state finals or regional finals, uh, Taylor? I could probably both. I believe I believe it is the state one. Yeah, because we um, I'm actually a judge. I've been at well, I've been a judge for the past I want to say three three Vakens. Yeah. And this actually kind of funny story, and we'll wrap up. This past Vakken, there was a band called Relent from San Antonio, and then another band called Steel Lake from El Paso, if I'm not mistaken. And Relent actually won, but they got disqualified because I guess one or more were actually signed artists, and that's one of, oh. that's one of the no-no's. I mean, I, apparently it's like in the, the, you know, I guess contract or whatever. And I remember we were judging and the other two judges really liked relent because they had, you know, this sound and that sound. And I was all for steel Lake, but also liked relent. So I was like, Hey guys, let's just, you know, let's be fair and let's pick, you know, like a sub just in case. And at that time we didn't even know what the rule, like the legitimate rules were. And so we get an email that says, Hey guys, did you guys happen to have a follow-up and, or, 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 or a second? And we were like, yeah, steel Lake, why would happen? And they're like, well, relent got DQ'd. Um, so I actually got to contact steel Lake and let them know that, Hey, you know, due to disqualification, you know, you guys made it. And it was just one of those moments where I was like, Holy shit. I get to like make someone's day. 
you know, like, I mean, it, it was just, it was just really cool. I, I think, you know, having a hand in a band's future, regardless of whether they win or lose is just, it's a really cool, it's a really cool, you know, part of what the podcast as a whole uh, has to offer or has to offer. What am I talking about? But, um, but yeah, there were, there were definitely some fuck ups on, uh, on the last Vakken battle. I think someone's guitar wasn't working. Um, and they had to try all, I mean, it was a whole mess and you only get 15 minutes, you know, you just get on, do your thing and get off. But if you have like, you know, technical difficulties to where it's just not working, a part of the judging is, you know, how do you recover? You know, what was the fault? How did they fix it? How did it sound? Um, so it, it's just, it's just wild. So, yeah, well, that's cool, man. I, I mean, are you guys going to try to do Vakken again? Um, I think we got invited to do it one other time. Um, and it was going to be at the same place, but we just decided not to, um, cause we had issues, um, with like <clears throat> the, uh, the person who was like throwing the event or something like that was kind of like being hella shady with us. So we're just like, we don't want to do it again. You know, I got you. Yeah. Well, brother, I have had a phenomenal time learning more about scoundrel and, and yourself and, you know, the onstage. Oh shits. But uh, let us know where everybody can support you guys at uh, directly, all the ats and social media stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, so pretty much everything is uh, at Scoundrel559. So Instagram, Facebook, um, we have Twitter, um, YouTube. Um, we have a U- yeah, we have a YouTube channel. And uh, just a little fun fact about that. We have a, a ton of videos of our show called Lifted Licks, where it's just me and Stefan, where we do like interviews with uh, like local bands and stuff. And we smoke out and just do kind of a bunch of fun stuff. So if anybody is interested in like stoner humor, um, go ahead and music, go ahead and go check, check us out on there. We haven't posted for a couple of years because it was like a COVID thing where we weren't able to play shows. So we did like a, did something else, but just to keep people's attention. Um, but yeah, anyway, so you can find us there. And then again, our newest single is Ides of March. That's streaming on Spotify, streaming on Apple music, it's streaming on YouTube, it's streaming on everywhere. You can listen to music. You can find it scoundrel Ides of March. And, uh, especially on YouTube. If you want to go and check that out, um, the music video has, um, around 40,000 views right now. Um, it'd be cool to get like another, like little boost, uh, to try to get, get more, more eyes on us and, get more streams and stuff like that. And just, uh, to, to help us out any way you guys can support. Um, we have a few stores online as well for merch. Um, so if you go to our Instagram, um, you'll see the links in our bio. Um, you can go buy a bunch of different types of merch that we have. Taylor, you got anything, brother? Uh, I, we did talk about that music video before, uh, before the podcast. No, I don't. Oh, before the recording. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I just, I just bring mean, that back up real quick. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, again, like the Ides of March music video is uh, is super cool, super fun. It's like a dodgeball themed music video where it's uh, us against another local band, and the idea it, it, it's uh, just just to do something fun, um, kind of just to step out of the norm of like every other like metal band doing something like kind of doomy and gloomy music video with a bunch of like dark shots and red and you know, all that stuff. We wanted to do something fun and like energetic and outgoing. And, uh, it's, it's our biggest production to date. Um, we've got, we had like, you know, maybe like 30, 30 or so people, uh, helping us out with that music video just to make it as big of a success as it was. Um, I actually like wrote on, write it, wrote an entire script for it so that we were able to follow it on the days of shooting and stuff like that. It felt like an actual like movie production. Um, and it looks fantastic as well. We had a couple of great photographers or videographers there. I'm sorry. Um, one of them is my friend Amari. I've known him since high school, 10 plus years. He's a great, great videographer. Um, and he, and he helped put the music video together as well. So go ahead and go check that out. If you guys like dodgeball, if you guys like laughing, um, Check, check out that music video for Ides of March. Cool, man. I'll definitely put all of the, uh, all the important links in the description. So that way they're just easily attainable and findable. And, uh, I'll have, I'll see if I, I'll put all the tour lists, but again, you know, thanks for coming on, Eric. Thanks for giving us, you know, an hour of your time. And then maybe down the road, you guys will, uh, come on back to Austin one day and, uh, r- rip a, rip a set or two at come and take it or maybe one of the various other venues. We got plenty of venues around here, but come and take it as our sponsor. That's our home. They're the ones that have been supporting the podcast. 
basically since it, it, inception. Uh, so if you guys ever do want to venture back out to Texas, just hit me up. Uh, I'll link you up um, with, with uh, the powers that be and see if we can get you guys on stage. Dude, that would be that would be amazing. Yeah, I, I would love to. I'm sure we're gonna have a, a great time in Texas, and if not for music, for the damn barbecue, for yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, 100. <laughs> yeah, post post up some pictures on the Instagram and tag us whenever you hit the barbecue stand. Oh, definitely, definitely. All right, man. Well, take care, Taylor. Thanks for hanging out with me. Um, even though we live like 20 minutes apart, we barely barely see each other. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Eric, thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, man. Tell the guys excellent work. Uh, I look forward to all all the new music and um, maybe let's see September. Yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can get down to San Antonio. Taylor, we might have to take a trip. Hell yeah! All right, Eric. We'll take care, brother. All right, man. Take care. All right, bye. Later.